Well, hello, hello, and welcome to the Combed Education Podcast. Let's talk hair. My name is Aras Nelson. I am your host. I am your fellow industry uh, colorist, stylist, educator, all of the things. Um, my goal is to help you out in this industry with shit that I have learned along the way. Okay. Um, some stuff I learned a long time ago, some stuff that I learned a little more recently, but learned nonetheless. So today we're going to talk a little bit about um, sulfates. So you guys know this about me if you've been here for a while. Um, if you're new here, maybe this is, you don't know this about me, but I don't typically buy into the hype, the marketing, the strategy um, that some manufacturers use. Like I want to know what's really going on. And the reason I bring this up is because when we're talking about sulfates, Listen, for the last 10 or 15 years, all we hear about is sulfate-free shampoo. You have to use a sulfate-free shampoo. Make sure you use a sulfate-free shampoo. Here's what I have learned to be true. While there's nothing wrong with this, anytime a manufacturer comes out with a product, it's so wildly fascinating to me to see the buildup of how the product is positioned, how it's pitched, how it fits into a story. Again, nothing wrong with this. Everybody's got to make a dollar, right? But what I have found to be true is that this is marketing 101, literally marketing 101. You have a product, right? That product needs to solve a problem. If the problem is not there, or even if it is a little tiny problem, what's going to happen is that problem is going to be amplified or that problem is going to be created so that then your product is the hero, okay? Um, you see this like beautifully with ammonia-free color or PPD-free color. Are there people who are allergic to ammonia? Yes. Are there people who are allergic to PPD? Yes, less than 1% of the population, right? Last week's episode, I talked about how to navigate hair color allergies. And while it is very, very real, it is also very, very rare, but again, you take a problem and you create a product that is the solution to that problem. It may not even be that big of a problem. So to me, it's fun watching um, the stories that come up and I have nothing against it. I just see kind of past it. So when we're talking about sulfates, you know, sulfate-free shampoo, sulfate-free shampoo, some of us don't even know why we just do it. Like I have a client, this isn't a professional, but I have a client who was always like, make sure you're using a sulfate-free shampoo. So one day I asked her, I said, why? Why? Well, <laughs> I don't really know, but I know that I don't want to use a shampoo with sulfates because I want, I just, I know that that's bad. I was like, okay, cool. Um, so let's talk about sulfates. What are they? What do they do? A lot of us, I mean, that was a client example, but even hairdressers sometimes, like I ran into people, including myself in the beginning. I didn't know why I was using a sulfate-free shampoo. I was just going based off of what I was told, what I was taught, what I was sold. Um, and so I did a little digging. So I want to give you a little bit of clarification. I know that a lot of people in the curly hair community have a very clear understanding of what sulfates are, what silicones are, like very, very um, meticulous on the understanding of some of the chemicals because curly hair is a whole different, um, whole different canvas to work on because it behaves a little bit differently. And I speak from experience because my son is multi-culti, very, very, very curly, curly, curly hair. Um, and so when I talk about sulfates, I'm going to bring my son back into this example because it's something that I learned from him. Okay. So what are sulfates? What do they do? We hear all about it. Let's dive in. 
First thing you got to know is there are actually three different compounds in shampoos that are labeled as sulfates. Number one, you have sodium laureth sulfate. That is known as S-L-E-S, -E okay? Number two, sodium laurel sulfate, also known as SLS. And then lastly, that's not as common, is ammonium laureth sulfate, also known as ALS. Side note, if you're using a product or a hair color that uses MEA, you want to have ammonium laureth sulfate in your shampoo to make sure you remove that MEA efficiently. Okay, just a little tad, a little tidbit for you there. So here's what's um, here's when it gets a little interesting. Is that if a brand or a manufacturer there's a product um, and they claim to be a sulfate-free shampoo. Essentially, what that means that it is free from one of those sulfates, not all of them. Interesting. It's kind of like I made an example of this on one of the episodes, like when you are buying food and it says it's fat free. Okay, but what's in there as well? Yes, it's fat free, but what's in there instead? Or if you're buying a product that is sugar free, okay, it may not have this sugar, but what's in there instead? Same thing with ammonia-free hair color, right? Like, okay, it doesn't have ammonia, but what does it have instead? Same thing with sulfate-free shampoo. It doesn't have this sulfate, but which one does it have instead? So just think about it, okay? So what are sulfates exactly? Well, sulfates are actually a group of chemicals known as surfactants. These are in hair color. They are in shampoos. They are in body washes. They are in cleansers, um, widely used in personal care products, okay? The most common sulfates found in hair care products are SLS and SLES, okay? And just so you know, these compounds are derived from sulfuric acid, and they are typically produced from either petroleum or plant-based sources, okay? A surfactant is a molecule that can attract both water and dirt and oil. So think about the compound. It's got two ends to it, right? The head and the tail. One end is attracted to water. One end is attracted to oil and dirt. So this is important because this is how shampoos and soaps and body washes can separate the dirt and the oil um, from your hair or your face. And then from one side of that, that little head and tail, right? One side of it latches on and connects to the dirt and the oil. And then the other side latches on to water. So it collects the dirt and the oil, and then it attaches to the water and allows it to kind of wash off of the hair. Does that make sense? It allows the water to carry it away. So let's talk about the role of sulfates in shampoos. <clears throat> Number one, a sulfate's main role is cleansing. Sulfates have cleansing properties. Remember I talked about the compound with the head and the tail. It can cleanse and attract the, the oil and the dirt. Highly effective at removing these oils and dirts and product buildup from your hair and your scalp. So it essentially works by reducing the surface tension of water, allowing it to penetrate more easily and then wash away all of the impurities. The foaming action that the sulfates create um, also helps kind of like dislodge some debris and buildup, leaving your hair feeling squeaky clean and refreshed. So number one role for a sulfate is a, it's cleansing. Number two is the lathering and the foaming, which SLS is like for, right? Like 
sulfates are what produce that rich, foamy, lathery texture that we see in the, the commercials, right? Like that just luxurious, bubbly, cleansing, lathering situation commonly that we associate with shampooing hair. So this attribute gives us, either the client or the hairdresser, this perception um, of this thorough, deep clean, because, you know, when we wash dishes or when we wash clothes, like the bubbles equal clean, but they don't, but in our head they do. So it gives us that perception um, and this like abundance of lathering and like ooey goodness can make shampooing feel more luxurious. So I remember the first time I used a facial cleanser um, that didn't have the bubbling, foaming abilities. It was just like a gel cleanser. And I shit you not, in my head, my face was not clean. Like it didn't bubble. Nope. It's not clean. It was, but in my head, it wasn't. So that's the thing. Like sometimes there are shampoos that are, you know, the types of sulfates that they use don't really lather a lot, or you have to use it a couple of times to get a good lather. That messes with our perception. We think the hair is not clean, but it is. Um, it is. So the role of sulfates to clean, cleanse, and then to lather and foam. Now, <clears throat> while I don't buy into the hype of all sulfates are bad, you have to use sulfate free. There is a time and a place where sulfates are not going to be your friend. There are potential drawbacks, but there is also time and a place where sulfates are your friend. So I'm going to bring my son back into the example here. Okay. Um, like I said, he is multi-culti, very curly, coily hair very low porosity, very dry. Okay. So it took me years. I mean, his hair is short now, but it took me years to understand how to work with his hair to make it look its best. So like everybody else, I was like, okay, they're telling me I need to use sulfate-free shampoo, especially the curly community. I'm going to listen. But here's what you got to understand with what I was doing with my son's hair. And maybe this will give you a little aha moment. A, he was like two, three, four years old. Um, I started with shampooing his hair every other day because he had so much hair and I was using so much product. And what I found is the more I shampooed it, the drier it got. So then I went to, okay, once a week, Sundays, Sundays was wash day. We would wash, we would condition, we would deep condition, we would detangle, we would do all the products, right? And then he would sleep on it. And then Monday his hair was messed up. So I would re-wet it and put more conditioner like leave-in or gel depending on where we're going. So every day, I would re-wet it and put more product, re-wet it and put more product. Well, when I started doing that and I was using a sulfate-free shampoo, his hair was not getting clean. There was so much product buildup. Granted, it wasn't as much as product I would use as an adult or, or on an adult, but it was still a significant amount of product on this child's hair. And I'm using the sulfate-free shampoo and his hair's not getting clean. So the curls were falling flat. They weren't staying up. They were kind of like stretched. And then I realized, let me try to use a shampoo that has sulfates in it because sulfates are cleansing and it changed the whole um, way I did his hair. So because I only washed it once a week, it was okay for me to use a shampoo that had sulfates because it helped cleanse his hair so that for the next week I could, you know, put the leave-in conditioner every day and a little bit of gel and all that stuff. So let's talk about some of the drawbacks of sulfates. So number one, and I think this is why a lot of the curly hair community does not like shampoos with sulfates, because sulfates can, while they cleanse debris and build up and oil and dirt, they can also strip the hair of its natural oils. 
So if you're using a shampoo that has sulfates and you're using it regularly, it's going to dry your hair out because they're power, sulfates are powerful cleansers, but they can strip away those oils, right? So this can lead to your hair feeling dry, getting frizzy, and maybe even scalp irritation on some people. So if like you or your client naturally has very dry hair or a sensitive scalp, maybe consider using a sulfate-free shampoo. Number two, but I think this is the number one reason why we um, consistently are told to use sulfate-free shampoo is because it can cause color-treated hair to fade prematurely, right? Sulfates can cause uh, the hair color to fade more quickly, especially if you're using like a direct dye, a semi-permanent color, the pre-oxidized or pre-formed color molecules that just lay on the outside of the hair. You use a sulfate shampoo, it's going to strip that. Or if you're dealing with hair that is very porous, very damaged, the cuticles are already kind of raised, you might not want to use a sulfate shampoo because that deep and uh, very powerful cleanser can strip away some of those color molecules. Um, the hair can look dull, it can be faded, it could not look good. So yes, for hair color, especially on damaged hair or direct dyes, use a sulfate-free shampoo. And then lastly, um, rare but possible scalp irritation can happen from sulfates, okay? So some people may experience their scalp being irritated, um, redness, itchiness when using shampoos that contain sulfates. I'm going to share an example with, a, uh, with you with a client of mine. So I had this client on one of my favorite shampoos, but it had sulfates in it, and it was safe for her. Her color wasn't fading. I love the shampoo. Well, she started using it about six weeks back or six weeks later when she came in. She goes, hey, Araz, I don't know if it's the shampoo or the conditioner or the color or what, but like the back of my head, so it was underneath her parietal ridge between the underneath of her parietal ridge and her nape. So like right down in that area. She's like, I am so itchy. Like, I feel like I am ripping my scalp off because I'm scratching so hard. So I was like, all right, knowing what I know that sulfates can cause a little bit of sensitivities, I switched her shampoo. I said, okay, this time you're going to try this shampoo. We got her a sulfate-free low pH shampoo and problem gone, right? So she clearly had sensitive skin to begin with. Um, and then if your client has any skin issues like eczema or psoriasis, definitely don't use a sulfate shampoo. It's a little too aggressive. That's where sulfate-free shampoos can come in hand or come in handy. So not always a bad thing right? You just got to know why you're using what you're using and what situation you can use it in and what situation you can't use it in. So all that to say, just don't fall for the hype just because, oh, you have to use sulfate free. You don't have to. Understand where, when, and how, and then make that decision yourself. So I hope this was helpful. I know this was short, sweet, and to the point, but I want to shed a little bit of light on a topic that is not really talked about that much. And like I said, I hope this was helpful for you. I'll see you guys next week. Be hair coloring.